from NPM, the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, this is episode 185 of Ministry Monday. Ministry Monday is a weekly podcast about music, ministry, and liturgy produced by the National Association of Pastoral Musicians, or NPM. What is NPM? NPM is a national association that fosters the art of musical liturgy. The members of NPM serve the Catholic Church in the United States as musicians, clergy, liturgists, and other leaders of prayer. For more information, go to npm.org forward slash join. Have a question? Email us anytime at ministrymonday at npm.org. Hello, and welcome to Ministry Monday. I'm your host, Amanda Bruce. Now, before we begin this episode, I want to take a moment and ask for your vote on the best of Ministry Monday for 2021. From Gregorian chant to live streaming, the exultat to liturgical prayers, improvisation to the public domain, and everything in between. It's been a busy year for Ministry Monday. This year, in 2021, we produced 47 episodes on topics focusing on music, ministry, and liturgy, and we would love to hear your feedback. What did you like most in last year's Ministry Monday programming? Vote for your favorite 2021 topics or episodes from Ministry Monday by going to npm.org or by visiting the show notes of this episode at ministrymonday.org. The deadline to vote is January 24th. We will feature the best of most voted for episode in Ministry Monday on January 31st. And now to our episode today. Today continues our series on continuing education. I speak today with Gail Harton. Gail Harton is chair of the Cantor Certificate Committee, and today she talks with us about the benefits of achieving each level of the Cantor Certificate process. Now, why is it important? Why should a Cantor commit to a Cantor Certificate? This is a great episode to send to your Cantors who are considering working towards a certificate in 2022. Today on Ministry Monday, I'm speaking with Gail Harton. Hi, Gail. How are you? Hi, doing great. Thank you, Amanda. Good. I'm so glad to be talking with you today about Cantor certificates. Cantor certificates are, I think, a big thing. They're they're a very large component of what NPM offers. And so I, to be frank, have never sat down with you and talked with you about them. So I'm thrilled that we have this chance today. Thank you for sitting down with me. I'm delighted to to be a part of this today. Excellent. Great. Now, before we kind of get into the nitty gritty, let me ask, Gail, how did you get involved with NPM? Well, um, I I had been a cantor uh, actually in middle school and high school and then took a sabbatical for a while and got involved then in the choir at my parish, Mary Immaculate, when my children were in high school and, and were singing in the choir. And our music director told us about NPM uh, and he had invited me to become a part of the cantor ministry. So um, I was I was very interested in joining NPM and did and took part in some of the formation. Um, there was a Cantor Express weekend here in Dallas that I took part in and then ultimately um, decided to 
take the certification journey. And so I've been uh, active in NPM ever since. Wow. How many years has that been? If you don't mind me asking. Oh gosh. Um, 15 years or so, I guess. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that's wonderful. So how did you transition then from being involved in that way to really overseeing the cancer certificate programs? Um, I was invited to join the, uh, what was called the cancer steering committee at that time. And they had asked me to help them write rubrics for um, the cancer colleague exam. I had completed the cancer colleague certificate and they asked me to help write some rubrics for the, the grading of the exams. And um, then from there, uh, was asked to become the administrator for the ICC, the Intermediate Cantor Certificate, and then um, eventually was asked to become the chair of the, of the Cantor Certificate Committee. So I've, I've had a lot of opportunities to be involved in the, um, in the nuts and bolts, really, of, of how we communicate with the applicants and how we, um, how we communicate the expectations and how we assess those expectations when they have their adjudication and their exams. Let's start right there, actually. Um, okay. Big picture, before we really go into cancer certificates and each one individually, why are certificate programs important? That's a great question. Uh, there are a lot of different pathways and callings into the cancer ministry, and um, some cancers have formal uh, professional training as singers or as liturgists. Uh, some, like me, like to sing and have been involved uh, as, as a lay person, a lay minister in their choirs and as cantors, and perhaps don't have the same kind of background, particularly the formal background in liturgy and scripture and all. So um, the certificate provides a, a baseline, a set of standards, and it, it can be a means of affirming and documenting that a cantor is able to demonstrate the, the knowledge and skills that, that are essential to the ministry. Not only does it help to demonstrate those skills, like you just said, but how can certificate programs advance a musician and specifically a cantor professionally? Well, uh, most churches don't require cantors to have certificates, but but some actually do. We're finding that some of our applicants are telling us their their parish expects it. Uh, some dioceses have the expectation that any cantor who sings at a liturgy at the cathedral will will hold a certificate. And, and the other part is that um, pastors and music directors are sometimes a little reluctant to have um, cantors they don't know who are asked to sing for family weddings or family funerals and that kind of thing. And it's understandable that uh, they would want to have some assurance that this cantor is capable of fulfilling the ministry. And the certificate really helps there. Uh, when I sang for my mom's funeral I, in another state, I emailed the my certificate to the funeral director and he was able to contact the, the priest and the music director and, and make it all happen flawlessly. And, and a lot of cantors have shared that kind of thing. Um, and sometimes uh, a cantor certificate is also um, viewed as an advantage if someone's being considered, say, for a section leader role in their choir. That's such a good idea. I, you know, Gail, I'll be honest, I never thought about that. But in those situations where I have to step blindly into a parish, because like you said, maybe it's my cousin's wedding at another mm -hmm. church or another city or a funeral for a loved one, we know as pastoral musicians, as music directors, we don't necessarily know the level of expertise or 
um, knowledge that a, a guest vocalist, a guest cantor has. So it right. is such a good idea to keep that certificate on hand. I did not put two and two together for weddings and funerals. And it, again, it's just a way of affirming and documenting that you have those musical and liturgical and spiritual qualities that, that are needed. Right, exactly. Okay, so the certificate programs for cantors, who are they aimed at specifically? Do you have to be a certain age or experience level to um, pursue one? Uh, it is intended for adult cantors, uh, mainly because of the developmental nature of the spiritual and scriptural part of the process. We, we have started a conversation about perhaps developing a youth cantor certificate, but that's just at the very uh, beginning stages of, of conversation. So, uh, but we have had some college students, uh, typically if they're over 18, then it's appropriate for them to do our, our certificate. And since they build on each other, all applicants start with the, the basic cantor certificate. So even a cantor with limited experience would, would be likely to feel comfortable striving for that certificate. Um, and so if, if a cantor has a lot of experience, then they might make a decision once they complete the, what we call the BCC, they might make a decision to move fairly quickly on to the intermediate certificate. But there's no prescribed timeline. There's nothing that says you have to complete all three certificates. Um, so it really accommodates people at all ages and stages of, of their ministry. Can you explain the different levels of cancer certification? Sure. Um, and we use a lot of acronyms. So if I, if you hear me refer to the BCC, that's the basic cantor certificate. Okay. The ICC okay. is the intermediate cantor certificate and the CCC is the cantor colleague certificate. Okay. Uh, and as I said, each one builds on each other. There's a scope and sequence on the, on the website, on, on the cantor certificate webpage that gives a great overview of the knowledge and skills for each certificate. There's a chart where you can look at them side by side and see. Each level involves singing two psalms, one being a chant psalm and one being a, a melodic. And then there's service music. Uh, so for example, for the BCC, it's the, you, you sing and lead a Kyrie and a Lamb of God. Um, for the ICC, it's the Gloria. For the CCC, it's a sequence. And uh, the CCC also has a component where you, or excuse me, the ICC has a component where you teach um, the mystery of faith as if you were teaching it to an assembly. Each level involves some type of either pitch matching or sight reading. Uh, and then there are written tests at each level. And so the level of complexity of, of each of those things increases with each level of the certificate. Let's just say that I, let's say any, any of the certificate programs. Okay. So um, BCC, ICC, CCC. Right. Um, okay. So let's say I'm listening to this and I want to start. I mean, how, how do I start working towards a cancer certificate? What's my first step? Well, uh, you'd want to start by looking at this scope and sequence because it would outline the expectations and you'd have an opportunity also to look at the um, document on the website that has the, applic the application and the expectations, including the repertoire list because there's an approved repertoire list. Um, and so you would look at that, decide on the music that you um, think you'd like to, to prepare. Uh, you would of course fill out and submit an application. And once it's processed, the certificate administrator would reach out to you with, with lots of guidance and specifics. You would also want to start 
uh, immersing yourself in any uh, documents you might be needing to use to study for the written tests. And for example, in the scope and sequence, you would see that for the BCC, there is a test on some sections of Sing to the Lord, the UC, USCCB document. So you would want to go ahead and, and start looking at that. Um, if you perhaps need a little refresher in the area of really basic music theory and the, the order of the mass, um, you would want to, to start looking at that. And we have suggested resources for all of those things. We provide study guides as well. So you're not, you're not groping in the dark for, you know, what do I study? It's pretty clear. And then when you, when you feel you're ready, you contact the uh, certificate administrator for instructions on how to schedule your adjudication. And almost all of those now uh, are virtual. Almost all of the adjudications are virtual. That was going to be my next question is, you know, virtual, in-person, um, let's just, I'm, I'm making this up, Gail, but let's just say January 1st, I'm like, okay, I want to work towards a Cantor certificate. Like how, how far in advance do I need from the time that I start studying to when it's essentially available in terms of the adjudication? Well, we're able to do virtual adjudication. The beauty of the virtual is that we're able to do them at any time during the year. Great. And um, so if you decided in January, I really would like to work on the BCC. Um, you, I would say you would want to take a look at the website, take in all that information I talked about. You would want to reach out then to um, the certificate administrator. Actually, actually, she would reach out to you if you, if you submit an application. But even if not, their contact information is on the website. So you'd be able to reach out to ask any questions and, and to talk about what kind of timeline you have in mind. And based on you know, your background, your experience, uh, the time you have available to prepare, the certificate administrator would help you envision an appropriate timeline. For the BCC, I would, I would say it, it's feasible to complete it within a month of the time that you decide that you wanna pull the trigger. Um, so uh, yeah, about a month. Uh, for that, for the ICC, it would be longer because um, there's more to, more material to prepare for the uh, adjudication and for the written tests. And there's also an essay component. And the essay component can be completed uh, within two months of the adjudication. So you can either work on it before, you can do the essays first if you want to, or you can do them up to two months after. And so um, again, it's, it would be feasible to prepare for, for the vocal adjudication and the theory and um, sing to the Lord test within a month's time frame, and, and that sing to the Lord test also includes some questions from the general instruction of the Roman Missal. So there's a little bit to, st to study from there too. For example, with the the germ, the general instruction of the Roman Missal, mm -hmm. we we have to read the entire germ, or would you give us specific yeah. areas that we, we tell you specific okay. the specific not pages, but paragraphs, both from Sing to the Lord and from the Germ, we, we tell you exactly which, which parts to study, to focus on. Okay. Um, and those tests are multiple choice. So it's not like writing big essays about them or anything. It's just really knowing some of the key information that a cantor needs to know and understand about the liturgy, not just about singing, but about the liturgy as a whole. Um, and then the essays, uh, again, some cantors prefer to do those first. Others want to take the two months afterwards. And um, some of them want to do it right away. They want to finish 
within a week or two after they have their adjudication. Some take the whole two months. The only thing you don't want to do is wait until the last minute to wait till a day before the two months are up and then and then try to write them because that does involve using some resources and, and um, you know, discussing the Psalms and the ministry and spirituality of the cantor. So it's a very reflective uh, exercise. The cantor colleague uh, certificate takes a longer preparation time because there's what we call the big liturgy exam. It's the same uh, exam that other colleagues certificates such as the uh, organ colleague <laughs> certificate also require. And it's graded by outside graders who have degrees in liturgy and all. And it's only given twice a year. And it really takes several months to prepare for it. And, and you have a mentor assigned to you. You have to uh, sign up for that exam enough in advance that they can apply a mentor to kind of walk you through the process of writing practice essays and preparing your notes and, um, and all of that. So for the Cantor colleague exam, it's probably depending on when you're going to take the, the exam, um, it could be a process of up to six months from start to finish. Oh, wow. Okay. If I were a well-seasoned cantor um, and I wanted to jump to the CCC, is that even possible? Or is the BCC and the ICC the respective prerequisites for it, the next they following are, exam? They, they are prerequisites. And it's because of the, the spiritual journey. Um, hmm. It's surprising that some applicants uh, come into the certificate process really unaware of the, um, the non-vocal part of being a cantor. They're, they're very, you know, well-versed in, in singing well uh, and having a nice cantor presence, but they, they don't have an awareness of the need to um, prepare the readings and understand the connection between the readings and the psalm and, and how it all connects together. So, uh, so that part is important. It's important to start at the beginning level. The other thing is that, um, you know, we sometimes have music directors that ask that, well, can't I just start with the cantor colleague? Well, a music director who's placing a priority on certification probably is going to expect their cantors to become certified. And so they need to really experience firsthand each level of the certificate so that they can uh, help guide and mentor their cantors on the journey as well. Can you talk for a little bit about the spiritual aspect? You've mentioned it a couple times now. Right. Yes, it's, it's woven throughout uh, at the basic level at the BCC level, we expect cantors to understand that it is important in preparing the psalm to, to do the readings, to reflect, to pray, and to think about how you're going to take that psalm beyond the ambo and live it in your daily life. And so the expectation there is for them just to write a, a short paragraph describing how they prepare the psalm uh, when they're scheduled to proclaim it. And um, and what resources they like to use. So they might mention something like, uh, you know, the workbook for lectures and gospel readers or living liturgy or, or any of the different resources that are out there to help, to help cantors do that. Um, the ICC has two essays. Uh, it, one of them involves choosing a Psalm. The cantor chooses a Psalm and talks about that Psalm and the meaning and how it relates to the to the gospel and to the first reading for that particular Sunday of the liturgical year and what the cantor is called to do and to be in proclaiming that Psalm. So it also addresses the, the connection with the assembly 
and the second essay focuses uh, again on the role of Cantor and what impact that psalm has on you and how, again, how you intend to take it out into the world and what you hope to inspire the assembly to do with that in, in taking it out into the world. That, that essay, I always enjoy grading that one because it frequently has a current events twist to it. So for example, people might work in a, a natural disaster that's just happened, a tornado or um, the pandemic or, or some other thing that's in the news that has taken place that really relates to their ministry. The Cantor colleague um, also involves an interview with the certificate administrator where, where those kinds of things are discussed. Um, and the uh, exam, that exam really is, the big exam is more about um, how do you take all these things you know and apply them. If, you're, if you are asked to plan a liturgy, for example, for the rites of initiation or uh, for this particular liturgical season of the year. So at that point, the, it, it all kind of comes together it makes a lot of sense now why you would have to do them incrementally and, mm -hmm. and do the basic and then the you know intermediate and then calling right. that, that makes total sense. Okay. So a couple more questions. I know I've been sure. covering you with questions all day. So That's great. <laughs> is there someone in my area or someone that I can contact that can help me prepare if while I'm preparing, I need some help? I think you would find that the um, certificate administrator, uh, and that is right now Paula Vasey for the BCC, Rosemary Gondek for the ICC, and Dee Katani for the CCC. And again, their contact information is, is on the website. Uh, that would be your first go-to person, the administrator for the certificate that you're seeking. They would provide lots of guidance and details and direct you to resources um, and help you talk through any, any questions or concerns. Your music director is likely to be another good source of support, particularly in preparing for the virtual adjudication. And um, there may also be other NPM members in your area. Uh, it's interesting to look at the website because we have a list of all of the certificate recipients that goes back almost 20 years, I think, that we, the BCC was created almost 20 years ago. Uh, and so uh, you, can, you can see who who has who from your area has earned these certificates, and so sometimes there are opportunities there um, to reach out and, and get to know people. But there's lots of support available internally, and, and again, your music director would be a likely person. The local your local NPM chapter might also um, have uh, some levels of support. They they might even have an adjudicator who lives in your area who could give you some guidance, um, even even if the adjudication itself is, is virtual. Right, okay. Now, last question, and I should have asked this before, but it just came to mind now. Uh, previously, it seemed like um, cancer certifications and cancer certificate programs needed to be adjudicated um, at specific local events, which we talked about already in terms of virtual, mm -hmm. um, but also at conventions. Do I have to attend a national convention in order to get a certificate for Cantor? Not, not at all, not at all. Okay. Um, recorded adjudications have always been available and the convention opportunities, uh, they, they became available just as an additional option. Now, the downside to that was that, of course, first of all, it involved travel and expense that unless you were going to the convention anyway, that was travel uh, an expense that you might not be counting on. But the other thing is that it, it 
created a situation where the applicants and the adjudicators were having to miss significant parts, significant portions of the convention in order to carry out the adjudication. The other drawback to that, to the convention ones, were that people were scheduled back to back to back. So one applicant would finish, we'd give them, you know, light, lightning quick feedback while the next person is there waiting for their turn. And they were in an unfamiliar surrounding. I mean, it just, there were a lot of parts of it that did not best serve the interest of the canter. So, um, and, and you're right that there were some regional events occasionally. And, and I think occasionally there may still be some of those taking place depending on the availability of, um, you know, the clinicians, the, the adjudicators and all. But again, those involve time and travel and expense for the, for the applicants. Um, during the pandemic, we, we pivoted because the, the convention became uh, virtual. And so we did, we, the, the ones we would have done at the convention, we did virtually and it really worked well. And, and we've, we've stayed with that. So one of the biggest advantages is that the canter is in his or her natural habitat. <laughs> you know, in the space where they're used to ministering with, they can put together a little assembly of their friends um, and look up and, and see a friendly face, you know, see friendly faces smiling at them. Um, and they don't have the adjudicator sitting there in front of them, appearing to be taking notes and all. So they, they just, they prepare it with their own accompanist, again, their own, their own people, and they upload a video. And we send the written tests to their, they have a proctor, which usually is their music director. And we send the written tests to that proctor who sends them back to us. Um, and then the, uh, the adjudication feedback is virtual. The Cantor certificate administrator lines up adjudicators who view the, the recording and we meet on Zoom with the candidate to provide private, you know, um, and personalized feedback in a, in a much more relaxed setting. So um, it's just, it's worked really well. We've gotten great feedback. Yeah, it sounds like it's a very feasible goal in that regard too, because like you said, you can do it um, in maybe a more attainable schedule based on what you have, but also like you said, like it's in a space that you're, you're used to singing in, you know, the mic, you know, how live it is or how weak it is. And right. you know, the acoustic, it's just, yeah, that, that it seems to me like not all technology is bad. It seems like this is quite the, uh, quite the perk in terms of um, adjudicating and um, trying to obtain a cancer certificate. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. we're, we're pleased that it has worked out so well. And this way, anybody from any part of the country um, has access to an adjudication at a time that's convenient for them. I love that. I love that. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for not only just today, but for the clear amount of time you have spent on cancer certificates with the rest of the support team that supports you too. If anyone has any uh, questions or wants to go look up cancer certificates, maybe go after one themselves as a new year's resolution, um, where, where can they find that information? They can find it on the on the NPM website. Um, on the main page, there is a tab called Formation, and if you go under that a drop-down menu, um, it says Certificates. And if you click on Certificates, then it shows the different certificates that are available, and you can click on Cantor Certificates, and it'll take you right there. Excellent. All right. Gail, this has been great. Thank you for your time today. It is so appreciated. 
Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks so much to Gail for her time today. For more information about Canto certificates and for the other continuing educational opportunities, please check out the show notes of this episode at ministrymonday.org. The recording of Taste and See was produced by GIA Publications. And the theme music for today's episode was produced by Aaron Schaus. Today's episode of Ministry Monday was produced by me, Amanda Bruce. That's it for today. With the Spirit's gifts empowering us for the work of ministry, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Monday. I will bless the Lord at all times. Praise you. My soul shall glory.